Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, family. I see Blog Talk is tripping already. <laughs> um, and I guess I am on, so let me start the way they should have started. Um, one moment. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Majwo, Nangadef, Habargani, Salbona, Anisodoma, Pan-African greetings, everyone. You are here at Africa's Reascension, and I am your host, Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. Before we do anything, we're going to open this show and all shows with an apai, that's um, Chui in the West African language, um, for libation. And it's a ritual that deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirits, and the forces of those yet born to guide and to bless this endeavor. I go. I go, I go, Adumakuma, Beje and Sa, Asasaya and Sa, Abasun and Sa, Abasun Po and Sa, Nana Sergibi and Sa, Nana Esiketua and Sa, Dada Kofi and Sa, Nana Tigre and Sa, Nana Kumi and Sa, Kweku Free and Sa, Akunade Abena and Sa, Asubontin and Sa, Bochawewa and Sa, Tamensansa, Nananom and Samanfu and Sa, and Samanfu Abasu Fau and Sa, Abasun Abasu Fau and Sa. Odomakuman, I ask that you use me and this form to impart clarity and cultural consistency to all within the sound of my voice. May I speak directly to their soon soon, their spirit, and reawaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside them. Medawasi Pa, Medasi Nanano, Yo Medas. So 
So the apae, the libation, is an ancient practice that's still done to this day excuse me, in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, and future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. Today is Sunday, September 5th, 2010, in the Gregorian calendar. So here at Africa's Reascension, the way, see how it's going to work, is we'll start off, of course, like I said, with the libation. Then we'll move into um, news bits um, of interest for African people. Since I'm a bit wedded to the book world right now, New books come across my path all the time, and so I'll share that type of information with you. I have two books that I want to – one book that, that, that will be coming out, another book that I thought was coming out but has been pushed back, and then a book that you should run from, run the other way from. We will – have study sessions by either playing clips from the lecturers. Um, the beginning clip was a nice piece from um, Sister Ifa Carruthers. And, yeah, so we'll be playing clips from, from our scholars, from our lecturers, from our researchers, um, and dissecting them. Or pick up some of the books and read key passages and um from their works and elaborate on them. So some of these blog talk shows will be study sessions. In the future, we hope to even have guests either for talks directly so they can just drop wisdom or interviews. You know, but for now, after those beginning portions, we'll move directly into the topic from doing um, a few test shows I've already seen that one hour definitely is not long enough, so definitely will keep keep with the program and get as much information in as possible. Now, yeah, before we get into what this show will be about, I'll throw in a quick commercial and then come back and share information about the books, the upcoming books, and then we'll go from there. Welcome to the desert of the real. Peace, family. This is your brother, Hollop, a.k.a. Mr. Holipsis, a.k.a. the Buzz Killer. Tune in to Holipsism's Haven every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where we discuss the social, economic, and political issues of the day with a common-sense approach, an African-centered perspective, and a universal sensibility. Call in number 347-843-4874. That's 347-843-4874. To check out related YouTube videos, blogs, and show archives, visit www.holipsism.com. That's www.holipsism.com. I'm making it hard to get your Negro on. Hotep, Black Power. 
there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. Welcome back. Africa's Reascension. This is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. Yes, let me not forget, our call-in number is 760-454-1111. That's an alternative way that you can listen to the show if you're not directly at your computer. Um, and it's where you can ask questions. If you want to ask a question, just press 1 on your keypad. You'll get pushed to the top of the list, and then you'll be on live with me. I'm going to let you know because I've listened to these shows before. I always have my hand on the mouse, and I can mute you and hang you up quickly if you start talking craziness. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. But please, call in, 760-454-1111. And I also see we have a few folks in the chat room. So um, as more information comes on, you know, here, you can chime in through the chat. And if you're directly on the site listening, as you see, there's three books there. You can click those books for more information about the books um, and any other, any and all other applicable ads. Click those as well. Uh, so a few new books. One new book that is coming out that looks real, real interesting is due out in middle of October. It's called Rooming in the Master's House, Power and Privilege in the Rise of Black Conservatism. It's dual editors, um, dual compilers, I should say, Malefe Asante and Ronald E. Hall. It should be due out, yeah, like I said, mid-October. Let me read the product description of it. Rooming in the Master's House is an analytical narrative of the origins, evolution, and development of a political and cultural sector of the African-American community that abandoned the idea of collective liberation for the idea of individual salvation. It is a penetrating examination of the, excuse me, it is a penetrating examination of the psychological and social disorders of self-negation, self-hatred, and group disdain that have that have affected the most extreme elements of the black community, especially as seen in those who share identification with the oppressing class more than with the oppressed. Discovering the seeds of this attitude and accompanying behavior in an antebellum period, the authors of Sante and Hall demonstrate that the legacy continues today in the modern-day black conservatives who espoused versions of the argument offered by house Negroes during the enslavement. Using Malcolm X's notion of a dichotomy between the house Negro and the field Negro, the authors show how this current black conservative movement is organically linked to the social division. So it looks like it's about 200 pages, so once I get my hands on it, 
um, either review copy or the actual copy and finish it. I'm sure we'll de I'm sure I'll dedicate some time to it. I'm eagerly anticipating this book. Roaming in the Master's House. Power and Privilege in the Rise of Black Conservatism. Melissa Asante and Ronald Hall. Due out mid October. Another work that was supposed to be due out well, it's supposed to have been out for a few years now. But it finally, supposedly, was going to come in November. And then I just checked Amazon, and they said it's been pushed back to March. So I'll have to get in touch with my connections at Viking Press, that's who's doing it, and see if that's accurate or if some other information is available. But the title of the, the, the book is Malcolm X, A Life of Reinvention by Manning Marable. It's supposed to be the definitive biography of the legendary black activist. Um, this book draws from untapped sources to shine new light on his life and legend, previously unseen FBI files, extensive interviews with Louis Farrakhan and other people intimate with Baba Omawali, that was his African name, newly discovered lost chapters of the autobiography, diaries that fill in the missing periods of Malcolm's life, and shocking new details about Malcolm's assassination. So, again, it was supposed to have came out in, in, in November of this year. Um, it seems like it's been pushed back. So um, keep tuning in, and as, as I get more information, I'll share it with you. It should be about 600 pages, and they're saying it's going to come out at about 30 bucks hardcover. So again, as more as I get more information, I will pass that along. The book to run away from, the book to borrow from the library, the book to read in a bookstore and put back on the bookshelf. Do not spend your hard-earned money on this book. But much, Kwame Anthony Appiah has some new trash out called The Honor Code, How More Revolutions Happen. If anybody knows this clown, he's um, supposedly a high academic European philosopher. Um, he was originally um, born in Africa, in Ghana, to a white mama and black daddy. Um, he has never had anything in any of his books, any of his articles, anything positive to say about his quote-unquote home, Africa, but he's always flaunting the grand lies passed off as truths of Europe. In his latest book, he has a whole chapter dedicated to something called Suppressing Atlantic Slavery where he goes through about 35, 36 pages trying to say that it wasn't economic pressures that helped stop slavery, um, specifically in Britain. It, it, it wasn't all the uprisings that we were doing that helped um, end slavery. It was Britain's re-acknowledging their honor, their moral code, their it was yeah that it was this 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 
reconnection to the honor of Britain and being British that they reconnected to and they woke up and saw the inanity of slavery and that's why they stopped it. This is the same clown who says that Africa, African people don't have culture because we don't have a word for it. This is the same clown that says there's no such thing as cultural, culturally specific artifacts. All culture that is made is universal culture and universal artifacts. The honor code by Anthony, he doesn't deserve the African first name. Anthony Apia or Pia, however the hell he pronounced it. Um, the honor code, how moral revolutions happen. Hardback, 26 bucks. Um, run the other way from it. It's not worth your time. Folks should probably pour um, a libation to apologize to the trees that lost their lives for this piece of trash to be published. That's the end of that segment. We will, I'll throw on another commercial, and then we'll throw on a segment, another clip, and then I'll give you a bit of background information on who I am um, and what this show will be about. Then after that, we'll move directly into the topic, dealing with African spirituality. Africa's Reascension. I am your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. Finally, a forum for the uncompromising, unapologetic, culturally centered African population. Sunday is 11 p.m. on the East Coast, blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U 301. Let's deal with Africa's wisdom on our own terms, untainted by foreign ideas, and reclaim our birthright glory. Are you ready to lay the foundations to create societies and nations that will make Kemet look small? Africa's Reascension, Sundays, 11 p.m., blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U 301. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U 301. Call in number 760-454-1111. 760-454-1111. The time is now. Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation. Until we have reestablished Africa as a preeminent value, none of those other solutions mean a doggone thing. All right, so... Let's share a bit about me. Who is this guy, Kamal McCasey Tahuti? I have been, I have dedicated myself to the reclamation of Africa and her history and her spirit and her culture and all of that for about 16 years now. Uh, I became awakened, if you will, um, late 1995 out on the West Coast. San Diego. Um, the first book that I say that, that came across my path that really helped shape my early consciousness at that time was Now Valley Contributions to Civilization by Tony Browder. Um, from talking with other people, from building with them, things like that. Of course, I joined the African Students Union, um, and at different times I was the vice president president, then moved to the major university and was the activities coordinator over there. Um, I also joined the Pan-African Association of America, which is a magnificent organization based in San Diego, 
and I was also a co-founder of um, ACS, the African Cultural Society, which was a grassroots organization that did lectures throughout the community, and we worked with African Student Union high school students and, in different areas. And I personally had a chance to um, hopefully properly shape young minds uh, for three years. I would say my, the, the group of people who helped get my first consciousness, my first African-centered um, shaping process going, uh, Bibi Adande, Baba Baye, Baba Nnamdi, Sikumbuzo, Professor Don Luke, Professor Anta Merritt, now Dr. Anta Merritt, I'm sorry, um, Dr. Samori Livingston, and um, Jaja Malik Adenra. Went to Chicago for two years and um, hooked up with Brother Kwesi Rodney Khan. He helped move my consciousness to different levels. I was given the privilege to be able to sit in on the last class of um, Baba Jedi Shimsu Jehudi. Some of y'all may know him as um, Dr. Jacob Carruthers. That was that was a very good time, and I, I'm very gracious that he let me do that. I got to sit at the feet. Of, of a master teacher of ours during his last class before he resigned and then shortly after he made his transition back to the um, ancestral spirits. Um, then I, I was also a regular at the Comedic Institute out there in Chicago, which was now renamed the Jacob Carruthers Institute. And it was around this time that I was introduced to the Sankofa Conference. And I've been diligently um, affiliated with them and going to that conference and stuff for about 10 to 11 years now. Um, definitely moving into the second group of conscious African-centered shaping, um, Baba Ajay, Mama Kuya, uh, Nana Kwao, um, Brother Siddiqui Sara, and a whole host <laughs> of other people who, who have just helped push me and propel me to um, not only do the intellectual, academic thing, but to make Africa real uh, in the life, changing changing behaviors, changing thoughts, um, putting ritual, African ritual into my life, um, seeing the importance of that, um, changing the name, uh, stop celebrating European holidays, again, just changing the behavior. Um, as far as organizational affiliations, I've been a member in the past of the Association of Black Psychologists out in San Diego as a historian. I've already mentioned Pan-African Association, African Cultural Society. Um, and when I moved out here, I got involved with the UNIA, Marcus Garvey's group. Um, and I'm a member of um, ASOMJCA, um, Afsani Incorporated as a spiritual house um, dedicated to sharing the Akan culture with the rest of the African world here in the, in, in, in D.C. and wherever they find us. Um, I'm a graduate of the Ancobia Leadership Training Retreat um, System. That's a six, it's now a six-year process, and I completed that. And that's where you get to live the African experience. Um, in a week-long retreat. That's a magnificent, magnificent experience, again, hosted by 
uh, Akobia Nation House, a, a magnificent organization. I became an author in 2006 of the book you see on the um, front page, front, front page website, How to Make a Negro Christian, and we'll definitely have a show um, directly talking about that, how once proud African men and women have become the um, groveling, knee-bent, pie-in-the-sky Christians that we've now become. And I've also been doing a news journal since 2002 called African World Analysis. Um, for all the subscribers who are listening, the next edition will be out soon. Apologize for the lateness of it. And in Yame, by Nyame Adome, by Nyame's Grace, 2011, January 2011, it will finally be online. So um, we'll definitely have a big send-off on that once it does happen. Um, and I guess, you know, folks who know me, I'm known from my, by my peers and by Jegna, by, by my elders, to be a deep and critical thinker, well-read, and one person gave me a grand compliment. They said, I'm a walking encyclopedia of Africana knowledge. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the callers say, what the chat has to say about all of that. We'll, we'll see as the show continues and goes on if if that's true. Um, but I just wanted to give a little background of who I am. And let's briefly talk about what Africa's reascension will be about. Once I can find my notes, there we go. As it's my own area of focus and specialization, a lot of Africa's reascension will be on African spiritual systems, removing the deliberate falsehoods placed on them so her children can once again draw strength from them. We will eviscerate Christianity and all other foreign religious systems which are presently holding stolen African people captive in spiritual prisons, which truly rivals physical incarceration. We also plan to give clear African analysis in all other areas of people activity. As I stated before, from being wedded to this movement for about 16 long, dedicated years, I hope to bring a fresh analysis to a lot of the issues that still have the OGs as well as that still have the OGs caught up, and then by them being caught up, they pass along the incorrect information, and then that tends to slow down those new to this African thing. Now, see, there's a caller online listening, so if you want to get in and chime or just have already a question or whatever, press 1. And the call-in number again for other people, 760-454-1111, 760-454-1111. Clarity. Clarity will always be at the center of this show. As Malefia Sante says, cult Excuse me. Consciousness must always precede 
some abstract notions of unity. So now, some of the things said on this show will be hard for some of you to stomach. I've gotten, we have sort of, black folks, the, the, the black nationalists, I should say, have tended to get gotten used to and set in certain rhetoric that on the surface sounds pretty good, but when deeper thought is done, it has no real depth. So some of the topics that we'll address on this show is operational unity, trying to organize disparate worldviews around abstract notions of skin color or shared oppression. It hasn't worked. I don't think it will work. There's been no historical example of it working. And when folks want to bring up Garvey, they tend to forget that the majority of black folks at that time was Christian. So he didn't have Hebrew Israelites and the Moors and Muslims and the space Christians and the agnostics and the atheists and the space Muslims and all of those competing organizations competing for the hearts and minds of people. We have that now. So there's going to be some different tactics that we need to to move us forward. Um, another another definite topic that we're going to address is the African origins of. In the beginning, well-meaning researchers conducted research to uncover deliberate lies and omissions by Caucasoids within historiography and other disciplines. The sincere researcher's main goal was to get us stolen Africans to look favorably upon our past, re-embrace Africa, her history, and wisdom, and use that to move us forward. Now, today, we have hucksters and charlatans taunting this African origins of to keep stolen Africans doing exactly what they're doing, but now they're just prouder about doing it because of alleged and are surfaced African origins. This pseudo-scholarship in all areas, but I will personally emphasize the religious and, and spiritual piece, this pseudo-scholarship must be shattered, defenestrated, and done away with if we are really to move forward. Another topic that we're definitely going to deal with is sacrosanct leaders, scholars, etc. There are far too many people who feel that exactly, exactly what Garvey, Nkrumah, Lumumba, etc. did during their time can wholly, completely, 100% be done today with no honest critique of them. If one levels a critique, said group labels you as a spy and an agent but yet they wonder why their groups aren't growing and, and haven't even possibly gained one one-thousandth of what their original conceptualizers were able to produce. We must honestly look at all of our great heroes and sheroes, assess their good points as well as their bad and incorrect points, and reshape the good of what they did for our present times and hopefully jettison, if we're honest, jettison those things that are bad for present day. Here at Africa's Reascension, we will not follow the 11th commandment, as articulated by the brilliant primary researcher, um, Professor Manu M. Pim, in his work towards black community development. 
for those who aren't familiar, the 11th commandment is thou shalt not make any criticism of popular groups, individuals, tendencies, or ideas in the movement. I'm sorry, here at Africa's Reascension, we will break that 11th commandment um, because if we want to use the lessons of the past to move forward, we can't make the same mistakes of the past to do it. What Garvey was able to accomplish in the 1920s, in the 30s, a large portion of that can be reduplicated. Portions of that need to be scrapped and jettisoned, as well as other people. So we'll be talking about that as well. So as you can see, Africa's reascension will strive hard to be different from what one usually hears on most pro-black blog talk shows on the web, link sites, etc. Plan on using the 16 dedicated years of knowledge, bouncing ideas off of people who've been doing it longer, bouncing the ideas um, off of other jegna or elders, and, and coming to some clarity, co cohesion, cultural consistency, uh, and use those things to move us forward. So at this point, what, we, what I'm going to do, we're going to play a, a nice blast from the past. No, 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 no. We're going to play a magnificent song from a great brother. His name is Kaba. The song is I Am African. It's, it's a soul song. You, he, he definitely seemed to be, to be um, channeling Donny Hathaway when he put this together. He was probably channeling some Garvey, probably channeling some, some, some Dr. Clark, some John G. Jackson. Um, so we're going to play some Kaba, I Am African. Then we're going to play a clip from Baba Amos Wilson and move right into our topic on African spirituality, part one.
And ultimately, we ask the question that's closest to home for a lot of people. When we claim that we've escaped slavery, and that slavery was something back there, which had nothing to do with us today, and then I ask you the question, what kind of God do you worship? of it who taught you to praise him what's the name of it who taught you to praise him was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores can you name one African God was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores? Was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores? Can you name one African God? And then I ask you the question, what kind of God do you worship? name of it who taught you to praise him was this the God you were praying to before you were brought to these shores was this the religion you had before you were brought to these shores can you name one African God how can you then who define yourself the very essence of yourself and the very essence of your soul and organize the very nature of your life here on earth based on a God handed to us by a slave master claim that you have no slave consciousness and are not related to slavery. 
we started off with a magnificent song, We Are African, I Am African, by Brother Kaba. It's the Kaba List Mixtape Volume 1. You can get it through livinginblack.com slash Kaba, K-A-B-A. And you can probably even hear a few more clips if you go to www.myspace.com slash Kaba Soul Singer, all one word, K-A-B-A. S-O-U-L-S-I-N-G-E-R, and he's also on Facebook under the same name, too, K-A-B-A-S-O-U-L-S-I-N-G-E-R. So if folks become a regular listener to this show, you'll definitely hear that song on a regular because it's magnificent. I got a chance to hear it live, too. <laughs> Whew. Followed by... That was then followed by a magnificent clip from Baba Amos Wilson, dealing with this religious piece. So let's jump into it. Don't forget the call-in number, 760-454-1111. After we have 17 minutes remaining, if you're just listening on the computer, the live portion of this show will cut off. If, however, you call in, 760-454-1111, depending on how many folks are are in the call queue, we can continue for 30 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes, Um, and everything that's said will still be part of the downloadable archives. So in 16 minutes, you you will no longer be able to hear this show on the computer, but we will still be going on on the phone portion at 760-454-1111. So, let's get into it. We know we were lied to about who we were and are. We no longer question we were lied to about our history. Almost every pro-black nationalist can recite different aspects of trichnology Caucasoids perpetuate. Trichnology of his story, trichnology of Caucasoids being superior to all non-Caucasoid people, their reality, their way of doing things being passed off as everyone's ways, the natural way, the only correct way of doing things. To varying degrees, we see the lies and work hard to reinstitute, reinstitute truth in those areas. When it comes to religion, however, all that great thought, all that great analysis, All those great defenses we set up against the lies come crumbling down. 98% of the pro-black, pan-Africanist, nationalist community never, N-E-V-E-R, never look at traditional Africa. Caucasoids have done such a great job calling us savage, backwards, primitive, that stuff was that stuff is only folklore that we now do not even question or deny these Caucasoid lies placed on our original spiritual ways of life. A few of us, you know, looked at Kemet because that was a grand civilization that trumped and trumps most societies that Caucasoids created, and we can beat our chest, and it puts a few band-aids over our cultural wounds. But we do not know how to actualize Kemet 
due to this fundamental error in research. Kemet comprised of comedic ideas proper and, and an influx of migrating inner African ideas. Inner Africa is where the oldest ideas lie. Inner Africa is still with us today. Kemet is not. Inner, traditional Africa was the beginning of humanity. Inner, traditional African ideas, we can get on a plane right now, hook up with the right elders, and reimmerse ourselves in that which has stood the test of time, withstanding the best of Caucasoid destruction attempts. But it is that Africa that we, even the best of us, are still afraid to connect with, are still afraid to re-enliven in our personal lives. And it is this Africa, the inner traditional Africa, which is still the real source of our power once we re-embrace it. Now, one cloud that's over the traditional African spiritual system is the reductionism of New Age thought. Within this reductionist New Age thought, one will hear these trite statements passed off as deep philosophical concepts. you hear stuff like, it doesn't matter what gods you pray to, it's all the same energy. Or you might hear, the spirit is within. You only have to focus on the spirit within. You may even also hear, there are no external spirit forces. All the forces reside within you. While we love to say these and many other trite concoctions, we don't think about this. Since we love Kenneth so much, is this what they said? Are any of these trite concoctions in the Book of Batahotep, in any other coffin text, in any other pyramid text? Or let's look at it this way. Traditional African societies are the oldest societies on the planet. Even Caucasoids have had to come out and admit that the um, Khoisan, or the San people, are probably the oldest people on the planet. And they're still in, 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 in um, Tanzania, well, what's now called Tanzania today, um, and some other bordering areas. You also have the Twa people, the Nuk, N-O-K people, the so-called Bantu groups. From these groups, the, the older inner traditional African groups, were they making these trite statements? Is this how they've been able to survive thousands upon thousands of years? Of course, if you didn't know, the answer to those questions is no. We get these abstract, nice-sounding, nothing-meaning concepts from Caucasoids. None of the classical or traditional African elders back in the bush living right now today will tell you that all energy is the same, that all spirit is the same. None of them will tell you there are no external spirit forces. They know, K-N-O-W, they know Nanatigare. They know Oshun. They know the Nhondoro are real spirit entities. So here's the question. Here's the question, listeners. Who are we taking our spiritual cues from? Our African wisdom 
or are we getting or are we getting them from the least spiritual people on the planet? That should have to stop. Now, folks have been rightly and correctly turned off from Christianity, Islam, and those other systems. Uh, some have turned to the Eastern philosophies. I just partially even listened to a show talking about black atheists. All of these folks, the folks who have turned to the East, the folks who are agnostic or atheists, the black folks, all these folks probably have never even thought to look to Africa for spiritual wisdom. So you need to ask, why is that? Why is it okay to look to Africa for everything else but for spiritual guidance? We can look to Africa for this first, for that first, for this historical accomplishment, for this civilizational grandeur. But when it comes to the spirit piece, we want to say some bullshit like, well, all systems have a granule of truth in it. You just have to seek it out. That's some bullshit. Why deal with a granule? Picture it this way. you got two glasses. On the left is Christianity. Let's assume there's a granule of truth in each particular chapter. So, so you got 53 granules of truth in the left clear glass. Traditional African thought, first of all, been around for about 200,000 years, so, and, and, and it's the longest societies on the planet, and, and Kemet, we know about the grandeur of that. So that glass is at least half full. Instead of dealing with the glass on the right that's at least half full, we want to make excuses for this is all we know. And everything has a granule of truth in it, so I don't have to leave Christianity. I can deal with these granules of truth. It's time to leave that shit alone. The Akan spiritual system exists on these shores. The system of Ifa, of the Yoruba, exists on these shores. Bodun exists on these shores. There are a nice number of books, good books, written on the subject. So why don't we utilize them? Why don't we even know about them? It seems a lot easier to accept the lie called Christianity, dig and dig and dig for a morsel of truth, instead of getting our stomachs full on our still existing traditional African spiritual systems. Part of it is a deliberate attempt by our recent historical enemy, Caucasoids, to keep that information from reaching our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. The rest of it, I hate to say this, but the rest of the rest of why we don't look at traditional Africa is a still manifested deep, deep-seated fear or hatred of Africa and her wisdom, period. It's sometimes comedy to see people squirm to try to squeeze out an alleged similarity between Christianity and the little, 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 itty-bitty-bitty that they know about traditional African systems to justify themselves staying in Christianity. Most recently, and I see the time winding down, I'm almost done. Most recently, I heard some knuckleheads say, all Jesus says is, if you silence me, the rocks and stones themselves will cry out. That is as African as it gets. We've always worshipped the earth and have always recognized the spirit when Christ came. He simply articulated a little better. We would rather deal with mythology 
We would rather deal with fictional characters than deal with our stuff that's still existing, that still is calling for us to reawaken her in us. It's, it, 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 I just mentioned three systems that have come over on this side of the shore. You can get on a plane, go to Africa, go into the rural area, go to Larte, go to Aquapim, um, and, 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 and experience traditional Africa. So you can continue to follow this book that hasn't done anything for us for the last hundred years, because we've only been Christians in the main for the last hundred years. It has done shit for us collectively. Or we can tap back into something that is at least two to 300,000 years old that, that, that we talk about gave the world all this and all that great stuff from science to math and all of that. It's time for us to go back home on a religious on a spiritual basis, excuse me. Intellectual laziness is also another part of why folks won't come back home spiritually. Folks are comfortable. Ignorance is bliss. Yet they still want to complain about our deplorable condition. Let's be frank here. The quote-unquote God of Christianity is not, has never, and will never be the same as Odumakuman, Unkulukulu, Mbelekanje, Namwen, Olorun, Mawalisa, etc., etc. Even the term God is a fallacious concept, again, not created by us, because we have always had names for our overstanding of the spiritual force. But that's a bit deep for the first show, um, so we may address that later. If we know Caucasoids have lied about everything else, why in the hell do we think they are now saying something true in regards to religion and spirituality? And some very good African minds have fallen for this bullshit. To get to, to, to what I'm talking about, to get to this understanding, you have, excuse me, we have to put the Bible down. Stop putting damn indicator symbols in it. Stop trying to blacken it up. We have to put it down. We have to put the Quran down. We have to put all these other foreign systems texts down. And even more importantly, we have to stop taking spiritual cues from Caucasoids. Their conceptualizations, their ideas about spirit, the nature of spirit forces, are irreconcilable and incompatible. Incompatible with African spiritual wisdom, which predates, check this, our African spiritual wisdom predates Caucasoid's physical existence on the planet by hundreds of thousands of years. So again, I ask, who are you taking your spiritual cues from when you want to talk about African origins of and you blacken up the Bible and you try to make it our book? Who's, who, who are you taking your spiritual cues from? Let's come back home to our traditional wisdom that was good enough for the Maroons, especially of Quilombo, they fought back the Portuguese and the Caucasoids for 100 years based on them rallying around the, the, the centeredness of their spiritual systems and their, and their concurrent African worldviews. So as we wind this up, one of the best books that I've come across thus far dealing with general African spiritual wisdom is Uben Shang. U-B-E-N-H-Y-E-N-G by Kwesi Rodney Hempata Akan. 
It's available for free online at ajirafo.com, O-D-W-I-R-A-F-O.com. For the Ifa system, the Handbook of Yoruba Religion by Baba Ifa Karaday. For the Akan system, the Quest for Spiritual Transformation by Mama Akuya Chedua Apokua. And there's even, no, I got you. To get a good idea of um, ancient Kemet, the Medunetcha, Divine Speech, by Baba Jedi Shimsu Jehudi, Jacob Carruthers. He does a masterful job reconceptualizing um, Kemet's creation story from an African-centered perspective. Also, also um, the book Just Medunetcha by Raul Neferman. He has reconceptualized Kemet. Um, from from his personal revelations, and that's a real good book to deal with on a personal level and to relook at and reconceptualize Kemet. So we're about at the end of the sh- of the live portion of this show. If you would like to be a part of the can be overtime, call in quickly seven six zero four five four one 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 one. Uh, I see I missed some chat that I can't address right now, um, at least in the live portion. I can, if you call in, we can discuss some of that. Um, but on next Sunday, we will continue this discussion um, and get more in-depth into it. Uh, 760-454-1111. That's the call-in number. I see there's still one person there, so after you'll be brought in live, after you'll be brought in to talk after the live portion ends. We'll end with some good music and some a great quote from Mama Marimba Ani. Tune in next Sunday. Same time, same place. Abibi Fahodie, total African liberation. The way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work, and they will lose their control. Okay, so everyone is live, so if you got noise in the background, <laughs> you might want to mute the phone or move away. Please state your name and where you call it from. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. I heard somebody there.
All right. Well, I haven't hung up, so we are still uh, are still on. <laughs> um, for everyone who's downloading the um, archive, sorry for that um, blocking space. That 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 ah, what's that called? The the, the drop space, the quiet space. Anyway, looking at the chat room, we have um, Ross. And we have Abana, so we'll go ahead and read those into into the uh, archive. Ross first said, "American is my nationality by birth. Ethnically, I am African by descent. I am culturally an African American, and I choose to be African, much in the same way that European immigrants choose to be American by dropping their language." He then follows that up. With culture, I guess this is a definition, culture, the totality of socially transmitted behavior patterns, arts, beliefs, institutions, and all of the products of human work and thought. He asked a good question, when did the African slaves or the enslaved Africans or the stolen Africans, as I call it, stop being African in what year? And then he says, we are definitely Africans with a whole lot of Americanism. Um, maybe he was listening. <laughs> I hope he was hearing this show, but once you, maybe he was listening to um, my debate that I did. When you just go to the um, regular blogtalkradio.com slash Kamal301, um, I have the debate that I did with Fasar M. Hotel. Um, I was on the, I was for the position we are still Africans with Americanism. And my debater was on the side, we are Americans with Africanism. And he basically brought a weak argument, and everyone who, <laughs> at least I've talked to, unbiased folks, well, some were biased, but unbiased folks said that, hey, I represent it and brought the information uh, like it should have been brought in, as they say. But, again, you go to blogtalkradio.com slash Kamal301, that debate pops right up, and you get to listen and then judge for yourself. Um, so, where'd it go? Oh, there we go? And then Abana adds a nice message there. A most powerful message this evening, and she quotes me, stop taking our spiritual cues from our enemies. And she says, Madasi. So thank you for that, Abana. Um, again, I'm reading these because I didn't get a chance to address them during the show, but for all who want, for all who download the show, um, this will, has been read into the record and um, get to see a little bit of who all participated, what the participation was. Um, it was the first show, so it was light, you know, and I'm going to get the word out more and hopefully more and more people start listening and partake of hopefully this different blog talk show. Uh, what I will say is we have a lot of we, we have a lot of African African we are African. Just period. We are Africans still. Uh, 
and I shared a lot of good information from um, the Okoto family. Uh, they did a piece called Direction and Definition in African Identity, and they helped emphasize the, the fact that the number one definer of who we are is spirit. And in everything that has been done to us, the spirit, the deep part of spirit has not been changed. And so that's, again, another reason why I emphasize our getting back in touch with our African spiritual systems, because then we can tap into that practically untainted aspect of our Africanness. Here's the quote right here. A quote. This is from Sankofa Movement, a magnificent book. Sankofa as reafrinization is not concerned to rigidly replicate the conditions and behaviors of ancient and presumably more ordered eras. The challenges and issues that occasions Africa's condition and position in the contemporary world's political economy are unique. Our behavior responses and adaptations to contemporary conditions will differ from those of our ancestors. The osprey, the fishing eagle, does not evolve into some other creature when the ponds and rivers dry, nor does the panther sprout wings when the monkey takes to the trees for shelter. They adapt their behaviors, but their identity does not change. Let me repeat that. They're, they adapt their behaviors, but their identity does not change. Similarly, the outward manifestations of African culture will change with the historical season, but African identity, as defined by its core values, does not change. Those core values define the most ancient order of Africa. Again, that's from the Sankofa Movement, a magnificent book. Um, and actually, I wish I would have had that. <laughs> I wish I would have had that quote when I did my debate. Um, because that, I think, would have given more clarity to um, the listeners, at least, because the, the brother I was debating is, just dead set on claiming America, <laughs> being American for whatever reason, um, or for a myriad of reasons, I should say. Um, uh, Madasi Ra. Um, but yeah, we, 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 all, uh, all, all of the books, the, the, the African based books that are written, to deal with identity and consciousness, they they and and deal with African culture. They talk about African people are notorious religion. We religious. We are a spiritual people, as they say. Um, so, with that being true, and with that being the case, we must continue that with dealing with our spiritual systems untainted as they as they were and are. The present foreign systems that we're trying to blacken up has not worked. We tried to blacken up this Jesus this fictional Jesus character with the black liberation theology, 
for about the last 40, 50 years or so, and 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 there are there, there, there's nothing to show for it. There is nothing to show for it. Uh, we've tried to make this Jesus character ours um, ever since we've become Christians about 100, 110 years ago. And when we look at our conditions, they're still basically the same, if not worse. Um, and, we re- and, 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 and we make all sorts of excuses. We, this, I'm, I'm definitely going to get in, in, in depth with this African origins of lie because folks feel that since the other sincere folks did the research to uncover uncover the lies that Cosozoids made as far as where they got a certain concept from, we then make the mistake that when they stole the concept from us, they stole the exact meaning. When they stole the concept from us, they, Caucasoids, do it and practice it the exact same way that we did. So, therefore, it's all ours anyway, and we don't need to change. For as long, I'm going to say it again, for as long as we've been Christian, collectively our condition still sucks. I know that's all that we say we know, and that's one reason why folks want to stick with it. But when you sign up for a job, you have to learn new stuff to be efficient on that job. When you pick up a book, fiction or nonfiction, depending on what they're talking about, you learn something new in that book. So learning something new is a part of the human experience. The African systems that I'm speaking of have, are not excommunicated off the planet. They have shrine houses sharing what they know all throughout America. Now, of course, there are some better ones than other ones, um, some of them let Caucasoids in. Some of them are ran by Caucasoids. Run from those. Don't go to those. Tell your friends don't go to those. Um, boycott those. Um, you want to pick it and march in front of something. that the, the one, Africans, traditional African shrine houses that are ran by Caucasoids, that's something we need to be picketing. Um, So, so, so our systems are over here. They are also fully functioning still on the continent. Um, you do have to go in the, in, in the bush, if you will, in the back areas to find them. Um, and at some point I would love to go to Benin, and, and that's the only place right now. If I, got any, if I have anything to do with it, there will be more. But as far as right now, Benin is the only place where their official religion is their traditional spiritual system. So we can go to Benin, or we can go to Ghana, we can go to the backwoods in Nigeria. The traditions have not left. Even in places like Ethiopia, and let me share this, Ethiopia is probably one of the 
was probably the second African country to be conquered. They were spiritually and religiously conquered at 400 A.D. when their when their when their national spirituality got transformed from their traditions to Christianity. So I don't want to hear about oh the Coptic Church, the cops, the cops. Let's 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 look at the Coptic Church. That's that's African, right? No, because when you do some digging, you find out that they they were people who lived, you know, before 400 A.D. And Christianity wasn't always in what we now call Ethiopia until 400 A.D. So let's look at what they were doing before 400 A.D. And some of that information is just now starting to surface, um, I think, in UNESCO Volume 2. I think it's Volume 2. They, they, they have a few lines about some research that, that folks have been able to dig on the traditional Ethiopian way of venerating um, the spiritual forces. So, so, so no, the Copt, Coptic Christianity, that doesn't fly here at Africa's Rio Centro. Uh, I've done a bit more research than that. Um, if we want to look at Kemet, and we want to talk about, well, Kemet had Christianity and you had all that sort of stuff. By, by 300 A.D., when the largest portion of Kemet became Christian, they had been beaten down. That They had already passed their last great walk in the sun. They had been ran up in by Assyrians and Persians and the Greeks and the Romans and the, the, and the, and the and then eventually the Arabs came in, but that was later. But um, but the, the the way of Asar, Aset, Tahuti, Maat, all that other stuff um, had basically been done away with by 300 A.D. So Kemet, as, as I say in another place, Kemet became Egypt by 300 A.D. and Abyssinia became Ethiopia by 400 A.D. They lost. We want to latch on to those areas to, to claim Christianity being ours. We want to latch on to the time when both of those areas had finally been beaten down and overrun by foreigners, foreign people, and foreign ideas. We don't want to re-embrace the systems that they were practicing for thousands and thousands of years before they finally got overran. So... You cannot come up in Africa's reascension talking about Christianity is African because Egypt did it and 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 Ethiopia did it. You got to study a bit deeper and longer and find out that they were doing something before then. And so then you have to look at so what happened to make them lose or stop doing their own traditions and take on this this newfangled thing. That was then called Christianity. So our systems are over here. Our systems are still existing on the continent. You do have to dig for them, but they're there. So there is really no excuse now. There's no excuse now. And like I say, there's plenty of books, good books, that are talking about our, our systems. So to fully 
be able to embrace our power, we have to relink to our African deities. We have to relink to the African spiritual forces. Excuse me, and have them imbibe all of our nationalistic efforts with that energy. And let me be clear, I am not talking about just getting into the traditional systems and that's it. Those houses, those type of houses that exist over here probably outnumber the um, folks who are nationalists, who are pan-Africanists, who do have the culture and the history and the politics down, and they're wedding it with the African traditional systems. Granted, the houses that do do the latter are in the minority. But hopefully with Africa's reascension taking this head on, um, we can increase those numbers exponentially. Um, So, yeah, this is not about just dealing with your own personal edification and reawakening a a relationship with Oshun within yourself and for yourself. This is about reawakening Oshun in yourself, for yourself, and working with other people who are doing the same and linking with other groups that are doing the same and creating this African nation that we all, that a lot of us are talking about, um, creating something different for our children, for me, when they come, and for other folks who presently have children. Um, we we, we got to start doing something different. We have to start doing something ideally better. For the last 50 years, we've blackened up Christianity, tried to make Jesus, the fictional character Jesus, a revolutionary. It hasn't worked. I don't want to reduplicate that mistake to my future children. For the last 100 years in this country, we have been Christian. 80, 90% of us have been Christian. I would like to see the next 100 years, 80, 90% of us into our traditional systems and then creating societies based off of that wisdom, based off of that knowledge. Of course, and absolutely updated for this present day. I'm just a little like the quote I read from Sankofa Movement. We're not trying to recreate second century Kemet in 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 twenty first century um America or wherever we are. Gregorian calendar. It's about re embracing the core quote-unquote, static elements that do not change, reawakening those elements, modernizing them without westernizing them, adapting them to our present-day conditions, wherever you may live, and moving forward for um, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation. And the first way to do that is to reawaken and start using our African spirit forces to help that. The process will start out slow with the, in the sense, let me not say it that way. 
the process will first start with us re-communicating, reconnecting with our ancestors. And then from that, after that communication goes for a while, you may start reconnecting with um, some of the some of some 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 of our deities, some of our spirit forces. Um, Oshun, Nanatigare, um, Heteru, um, some of the Loas of Vodun, uh, Kofi, Yimeya, um, creating that type of connection. And then moving forward with that real and tangible connection to create plans, to create programs, to create longer-lasting societies. Because my vision is we start, just like I say in my commercial, we create, we put the foundations together now so that our children's 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 children can create nations and societies that will make Kemet look small when we look back at our total history. They'll be like, wow, Kemet was great. They had these pyramids that hang around for 3,000 years. Um, but, you know, what we got now <laughs> has been around for 15,000. And, and, and we have relative peace. We, we, we know who we are. Um, drugs ain't flooding the community. Um, our people are relatively healthy. Um, we're doing all these masterful things. Um, figuring out new methodologies of science, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's about untainting the minds of these Caucasoid lies, untainting the spirit of these Caucasoid lies, and moving forth forcefully with our African voice, with our African culture, and with our African spirits. So I'll close it out. Um, like I say, next week, um, same same time, we'll continue this discussion, get more in-depth. Um, hopefully we'll have a few more callers, get engaged with some discussion maybe. Um, but if not, okay, put the information out there. It's available for download um, about an hour after the show closes. Um, share it with your friends. Um, leave comments on my page, blogtalkradio.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-301. Um, make sure to click the books, get more information about the books that were up there. Um, the, 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 the Hidden Hands, Healing, Hidden Ancestors, Healing Hands, Healing Hands, Hidden Spirits. That particular book is good if you want to learn how to set up an African altar in your house. Um, he walks you through it um, step by step. It's a small book, not that expensive, but what's in it is, is pretty powerful to get you started. Um, Seeking the Saku by um, Baba Wade Nobles um, gives you clear African-based philosophy. Very clear, very good. Um, African-based philosophy. And then my book, How to Make a Negro Christian, 
walks you through how we became Christian, the plan that was put in place, what was done, um, different avenues and angles that were used um, by this one pioneer, Charles Charles Cole Cotton Jones. Um, while he wasn't the first and he probably wasn't the, the, the most successful of his time, it was definitely his template that 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 future Caucasoids on the plantation used to Christianize stolen Africans. And again, by 1900, once they finally counted us in the census, you see that our, our numbers as far as Christianity skyrocketed. And in the book, I talk about why. So so click on those, read a little bit about those, even pick them up if you so choose. But um, we'll definitely be having discussions about them in future shows. So I want to thank all those who listened. I want to thank all those who chatted. Um, I want to thank all those who will be downloading this um, to listen to it at their leisure. Um, again, please send feedback. Go to the show, my email, go to the webpage, blogtalk.com slash kamal301. Um, Leave comments. Um, you can click on the the, the, the email page um, if you want to shoot me some email as well. Uh, thanks for listening. And again, Abidi Fahodier, Total African Liberation.